Welcome to the Art of the Dive. It's over. The season has finally come to an end. Thank God. Uh, we're going to finish the season out, uh, end of season pod, with the whole crew, actually. We've got uh, Nick, Jake, and Jim all here together. It's going to be a lot of fun today. Um, we're going to start with, I think, the biggest star on the podcast, and that's Jake. Jake, how are you, buddy? Alive. Oh, okay. Jake's got really <laughs> sexy hair right now, uh, so he's, he's really proud of that. Sexy doctor hair, yes. Yeah. yeah, I've been awake for, you know, 22 hours getting good, so. Yeah, well, uh, have a good attitude, and don't be whiny, and it's the last one, okay? Uh, <laughs> right. Nick, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing so good right now, so good. COVID in the house, it's been a great couple of days, just uh, loving life right now. Yeah. And Jim? Oh, I'm doing great. Jake was down in Miami last week for my birthday. We drank a lot. I felt like shit the entire time. It was fun. <laughs> All right. Well, good. Um, I'm excited that the season's done because um, it, it, as fun as like FPL can be, it also, to me, just like especially at the end of the year, it gets a little bit stressful. But um, I thought we'd maybe start with like overall just individual takes on like the season in general. And um I guess for me, like the the kind of crazy part about this season or the part that was really challenging was, I think for everybody, the, the constant double game weeks and the random kind of variability in players that were, were available from game week to game week because of COVID and injuries and match congestion and things like that. Um, maybe we'd start by talking a little bit about those things and just kind of how we feel that affected the season in general. Um, I don't know. Anybody want to take the reins on that one? Jake. Yeah, it's an asterisk season. It's definitely an asterisk season. Doesn't count at all. Done. Okay, we can move on to the next subject. Uh, this is great. Uh, I don't know, Jake. Like, you're you're the one that's uh, the smartest one here. You know, with your sexy doctor hair. So, what uh, what are your thoughts on that? I I feel like every season's asterisks for the past like however many years so like can you keep doing it i don't know like at some point it's the norm like jim and i were talking the crazy thing about next year is they're going to have a world cup in the middle of the season right true so like when's it ever going to go back to the norm Asterix. i don't know so maybe there is no normal yeah <laughs> no does every year you have an excuse for why you had a bad season you can just <laughs> say like this was the world cup year a bad season covid season games canceled like my poor performance is not my fault. It's something else that caused that. So I, I think every year is an asterisk year. It's the new normal, and we can take the blame out of our hands and put it onto something else. Can we extend that like just to our lives in general? I wish. I really wish, yeah. That's what I've been doing. Yeah, I do. I was going to say, that's what I have yeah. been doing. I didn't know if that was acceptable, but I've been doing that. What do you blame things on in your life? I want to start a list going so I can be like, yep, that's going on for me too. Yeah. Uh, my wife. Hey, oh, guys. Dudes <laughs> being guys right now. Am I right? I mean, uh, aside from that, obviously. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just, I'm always like, I just say, uh, well, maybe next time, right? You're just inadequate. That's how I talk to myself. Yeah. It's good. So you're just blaming yourself for your own. Uh, this was like, what yeah, other not, things can you blame in your life that are that's like your problem. personal I, failings? I haven't surrounded myself with an, uh, enough other things. That's the problem. I need to like get those other things around me. You know, I just say like, oh, variance. Ah, good. Yeah. What are you going to do? Variance. Sometimes I blame yeah. Jake when we're playing video games for my poor performances. <laughs> I really like doing that. That upsets him too. That's the funniest part. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Jim, Jim does, <laughs> brings up a really good topic. I think that was another thing I wanted to talk about today. I, this year, um, and I don't know what you guys think, but to me it seemed like this year, more than years in the past, there was a lot more conversation about the use of data. Um, you know, That word variance was thrown around a lot. Um, the word analytics was thrown around a lot. I don't know that a lot of people like understand like the use of, of the words, but am I wrong in thinking that in, in past years, I don't remember other podcasts or other um, other other accounts or articles being written about these types of things. Maybe Jim's and Nick are kind of the data guys. So maybe you guys can kind of like because because Nick used and we did a podcast about this earlier in the year. Nick primarily used computers to make most of his decisions this year. Um, so this year, I think this that is was true. Like, yeah, this <laughs> beep, boop, beep, 
Beep boop. Uh, this was yes. very different. So maybe Nick and Jim can just speak to that a little Affirmative. Bit. Yeah. Um, uh, this was the first year that I've ever taken FPL as seriously as I did. So I'm not sure what was available last year in terms of like FPL review or FPL optimized. I started filling up my Twitter um, feed with the analytics profiles and basically deleting all of the profiles that were like the FPL talking heads that had really nothing of use to say. So I was trying only to follow the people who were who were speaking coherently about numbers and data and using those two websites, FPL Optimized and FPL Review to set my lineup. So I don't know if that was available in prior seasons. I think Sir Talp is relatively new to the FPL scene, but he's yep. incredibly um, useful in terms of a person to follow and kind of the content that he puts out. So I think that helped a lot this season. And obviously, I haven't ever tried an FPL before, so this is really the only season that matters in terms of my true abilities. <laughs> Jim, do you have any other comments on that? Yeah, I mean, FPL review, where that's at right now, like a true, like, optimization, predicted points that factors in, like, expected minutes based off experts that, like, vary throughout the weeks. Like, that is amazing. Like, all the engineering that goes into that to keep it updated, like, the way they value their opinions. It's not something we've had before, and I think you have to use it, even if you don't follow it, just because it's... It's, I don't know, it's so well done. It's one of the best, like, free available tools out there. And it's going to continue to get better, too, right? Each each year that they have with these models, like, they can continue to dial them in. And I don't know that they're they're all, they're never going to be perfect. We get it. Like, you still have to watch the games and get a feel for what's going on. And, and there's other data points, too. But, but they are starting to become very strong. And uh, there were a number of teams this year, including Sir Talps, that um, basically just ran off the, the computer models and had incredible years. In fact, to the point... That at one point in the year, I don't know who it was, but somebody published an article saying something along the lines of, like, is it fair for fantasy Premier League managers to be using tools like this to play the game? Right. Like that was like the question. And I thought that was pretty funny. Like, it doesn't matter if it's fair. They exist and they're free and anyone can use them. So, uh, Jake, you're um, you're anti compute. You hate computers. Um, You actually couldn't turn your computer on today. Or plug your headphones in, and that was a little that was tr- that was tough. So, um, what are your thoughts about zero one one zero one 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 zero one? I mean, I think they're useful. I think you just got to be careful, like which sites you're using and to what degree. <clears throat> um, it's also tough because more and more each year, there's more players getting rested and. You know, like we talked about, there's a lot of doubles and shifts in season where, like, players were missing, like, you know, Chelsea missed two games in a row or whatever. I think planning it out is always really important, and that's really difficult to do if you're not taking the time. Um, this It's becoming – FPL is becoming a much bigger and bigger time investment every year, I feel like. And it shows because we were talking about it. Like, this is the most points I've put up in a season – and yet it's one of my worst finishes in overall rank. So everybody's getting getting a lot better at this game. Yeah. Yeah. Access to free tools probably helps. Right. Mm-hmm. And then access to content. I mean, everybody's producing content now. It's like if you're not making a podcast or writing an article, um, not that it's all good content. Right. But everybody's producing content. So uh, there's there's easy access. Um I think we'll jump forward into kind of the lessons learned from the season. It, uh, uh, you know, given that this season was really challenging, there was a lot of stuff going on and um, and a lot of vari- variance, right, Jim? A lot of variance. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about what we can take away from the season going into next year. Um, I normally, when my season ends, I'm kind of just like cool, and I really shut it off. Like I don't, I don't think much about strategy and things like that, with the exception of this podcast. But maybe you guys do a little bit more. Garf writes in, "What lessons from this year will you take into next?" Uh, and he actually starts with a question for me, Marco. I know you're a fan of the two zero two zero two transfer strategy. Did it work this year? Um, by that he means uh, I have used the strategy in the past where I intentionally hold transfers and then try to make bigger moves like like two transfer moves pretty constantly for for freeze um i didn't do it as much this year in the start i was pretty good about it but then the year got really crazy just with cancellations and reschedules it made it very hard in fact 
I took quite a few hits this year. I think I took, I was counting, I think I took like seven or six hits this year, which is more than I've taken ever. I think it's more than the previous two seasons combined um, for me. So uh, it didn't really necessarily work because the season uh, or the landscape of the season and matches moved so quickly. So um, let's just kind of go down the line and talk maybe about what you guys took away from the season. Nick, do you want to kick us off? Like what was something for you that you kind of felt like you know, you could carry with you going forward. So I've, I've kind of talked about this all along. I think the the models, the optimization models that are out there are, are some of the lessons. I mean, like the tools that I learned to use more effectively. Um, another lesson that I learned is to listen to Jim in terms of strategy of chip usage, but don't listen to Jim in terms of player selection. <laughs> so like, in years past, Jim would tell me players to move in, and it would always, without a doubt, it would always fail. So, like, you know, he'd tell me to move out players who are just crushing it for guys he thought were going to crush it in the future, and then they never en- ended up panning out. So, um, you know, from that side of things, like, I-, I swear every single year I would talk to Jim about, like, players to bring in, players to move out. That was terrible. I should not use that strategy. What I learned was... Jim is really good at strategizing chip usage and when to play your your, your uh, bench boost, free hit, those kinds of things. Um, and otherwise, I think the thing I learned this year is that this is really a marathon and not a sprint. So I get really excited probably like everyone, you know, August comes around, you choose your team, you're super excited. You're like, yeah, I'm really into this, looking at data, like, wow, who's this guy doing? What's his XG or what's his positioning on the field? And then, you know, by like December, I'm like, my team's terrible. I don't want to play this game anymore. I'm going to transfer in some stupid ass players and they're going to fail. And then it's like a downward spiral into oblivion. So um, the lesson I learned, I think, is just to continue to play boring, take a step away from the game if it sucks and come back when you're in a better headspace. And um, that ended up working out well for me this year. Yeah, that analogy is stupid. It's a marathon, not a sprint. You it's don't actually, like that? Too it's trite? Sp- <laughs> it's, it's nine months, 38 weeks. It's, yeah, it's not it's a sprint. It's a sprint-a-thon because good marathoners run like six-minute miles. So, you know, like it's a sprint-a-thon. You know, that's what it is. Um, no, but I think like what I would do is have like, you know, a, a fairly template team to begin the year and then feel like things weren't going so well. Right. And then I'd bring in like these differentials in quotes, who ended up just being like players who were not highly owned for a reason. And then it would downward spiral into oblivion, like I said. Um, So, like, that kind of thing is just like patience. All right, Jake's pulling his penis out now, so this is is getting interesting. What is he doing? (laughs) He's on the screen. Uh, We have the video chat going. (laughs) He's he's doing the thing where he puts his hand over the camera. He's going to do a reveal for us. This, uh, oh, there it is! Oh, yeah, wow. Out. There it is. All right. Uh, gross. Jim, Sorry. do you have a, a rebuttal My... to? Uh, <laughs> to <laughs> do you have a rebuttal to Nick's comment that you suck at transfer <clears throat> suggestions? No, not at all. <laughs> no, That's, yeah, yeah, it's true. Really bad. I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah, I was big on El Unisi this year early on. He had some looked, looked pretty hot. Uh, had some easy fixtures. Thought he could had some potential there. Um, so you... no, definitely. That's that's what. I was going to say, do you have any lessons learned from your your season, Jim? Yeah, so usually when I play FPL, like I do analytics for a living. I spend all day doing it, so I try to not apply that to my work. I want to take a break and just like do something crazy and have fun. But if I do that, then I don't do well (laughs) and then everyone gives me shit. So I think this is what always ends up happening is where I'm like, I need to just play super boring, not have any fun, follow the template, follow the models. Like, I don't even need to put that much work into, like, watching games. Just follow FPL review. I think the team this year, they just did an FPL review team where they did suggested transfer every week, and they got, like, 259th. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, just, like, follow them and don't even think about it, and then take all the credit. Yeah. That's how I think I'm going to have to play going forward. I'm in that same boat, Jim, where um, every... So, I do soccer for a job. And I don't, like, want to watch games. I don't want to, like, dig through a lot of articles and read about the matches. Like, I just, when, when my week work week's done, I, like, I don't want to do that. And so, 
Yeah, I think that going forward, you know, with FPL, that's how I'm going to have to play as well. Like just, you know, kind of keeping it really simple and template and focusing on on model suggestions for how to play. Um, Jake, how many pumpkin spice lattes did you consume this season? FPL Virgin wanted to know. <laughs> uh, I've been going with the pumpkin cold brews, so probably like 30, maybe 30? more. Who knows? Maybe, this maybe year? 30, 20 to maybe 20. I don't know. It's usually only like a fall and winter drink. How many enema versions? <laughs> it's harder to say. Not really. I mean, you can just count. <laughs> <laughs> like no, how many cups of coffee no did you put down there? No enemas, unfortunately. Yeah, you're a liar. Um, Jake, do you have any lessons learned other than that you should do more enemas? Uh, I have to put up in big sticky notes to just av- avoid expensive forwards. I don't know if that's ever going to change. I-, I feel like my season was starting off very well, and the whole Ronaldo thing was just so enticing. And he still had like a pretty good goals per match, I would feel like. But they're just so expensive, and there's so many better options. I mean, I think in the end, you know, Pookie was like the third highest leading forward in points. It's just absurd. I, I think they're just a trap every year. And I don't know why I keep falling for it. But. I mean, I got a fantasy now, like Holland at City. Yeah, happen. Happen. This is why. Happen. So yeah. Jim's recommending it. So everybody remember that. Stay away. Uh-oh. <laughs> Avoid. <laughs> Jim's going to use his power uh, for evil here, right? Yeah. He's going to make what are probably great suggestions now to try to turn us away. Um um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about um, kind of our personal seasons, you know, best worst moments, um, and then like how our teams did. We'll kind of do that all together and just let everybody take a go. So I'll start. Um, Harbor Boy writes for all of us, what was your favorite thing about the 2021-2022 season? Um, and then we'll talk a little bit uh, on the other side too, like what was maybe your worst moment? So um, mine's pretty simple. Like my my worst moment was definitely playing my second wild card. Um, it was like kind of rushed. I, I needed to just get it off. So I played it, um, 31, uh, game week 31. And I had a game week rank of, uh, 7 million, which is, I mean, we always say like you play your wild card, don't expect it to go perfect in the first game week. So I was like, all right, 7 million. That's pretty rough. Uh, second game week, 6 million was my rank. <laughs> um, so, uh, th- at that point, my season was mostly done. I, I took two huge red arrows uh, in those back-to-back game weeks and then actually closed the season out decently. I actually, game week 33 then had a, and that was, I think, where the wild card kind of came good. I had a, a game week rank of 5,000, which was my best game week rank of the season. Um, and then playing my bench boost in 36, I did terribly, big red arrow again, which kind of sucked, but then finished out the season well in 37 and 38 um, with with game week ranks of 100,000, 450,000. So um, my overall finished at 85K, um, which is fine, like kind of given the amount of time that I put in this with for it this year, I'm pretty happy with that finish. Um, obviously, you always want to do a little bit better, but um, I think my best moments, like as a manager this year, uh, I would definitely say when I captained uh, Coutinho for the double game week um, in whatever that was, was that like 20 six or something like that i can't remember exactly what game week that was that was a big one and then i captained uh vardy in 37 i think that was that was a really really big move for me and he had two goals against watford and then didn't score against chelsea but played played the match and so um those were those were pretty big moves and for me a little bit against the norm like slightly um like non-template moves a little bit gutsy but they they helped me out so that's kind of my season recap and good things and bad things that happened to me. Um, let's go with uh, Jake to talk a little bit about his highs and lows. Yeah, so I finished. I gotta go back. I was looking at our league a little bit. Porn? Um, oh, <clears throat> god damn it! Unbelievable. <laughs> so overall, not ready. How much time Next. do you need? Uh, overall, I finished just over three hundred thousand. So not great. Um, nope. Started nope. the season pretty fantastic i was 30k after the second week and i had a little bit of a rough third week and then that's when i decided a wild card and i was looking back on it (laughs) yeah it's like i I mean that's when ronaldo came to the league and i thought that would be something i could jump on and 
you know, really do well with. And it, it didn't pan out. I had four red arrows out of my next five. And I, I was thinking about it as like the first wild card is, I personally think like at least two or three times as important as the second wild card because <clears throat> so many so many more things are set by the end of the season. You're really just trying to get a couple of game weeks out of that last wild card. So that was the, the high was how I started the season. And then the low was just, you know, that first wild card for me. Um, I did also appreciate that my triple captain finally didn't get injured and worked out. Everybody, for the most part, played Sala for the triple captain. So it, it is what it is. But I feel like it's the first time something bad didn't happen. Um, yeah, I think that's most of it. It's It's the most Jake statement of all time, though, like, well, I was at 30k, decided to drop my wild card, started the season off perfect, and then just blew my team up on purpose. I'm done yeah, with that. Nick's right. I mean, I hate. I, I don't want to just echo what Nick said, but he's true. It is a marathon, and I think that's what I really struggle with in this game. Is it's more exciting to like bring new players in in on your squad, and you just you can't do it. Like it's not it doesn't work well for this game. Yeah, it's a slow. It's a slow game, um, Jim. How'd your uh, season go, ups and downs? Yeah, so you guys know I usually start off terribly in FPL and kind of make a comeback. It's a very gym thing. Uh, game week run, yeah, game week one, I was at 500K, so I was like, hell yeah, this is my year. <laughs> and then by game week four, I was 2.4 million. So, yeah, figured it out. Um, so that was, that was about my season in a recap. Uh, some of my bad moves, I mean, so I've, I don't play FPL as the goal is to have the highest rank, I play it as the goal is to win. So when it gets to like the late game week 30s, you, for the record, if I'm you've not been really crushing it on that front. Let me just say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so have you guys. Yeah, well done, everyone. Could, uh, no one's won. Not first, Congratulations, you're last. I'm all Jim. losers. <laughs> Ricky Bobby. Well, yeah, so like, all right, so Zach, one of our guys, Zach Hirschhoff, was at. 1500 going into the last week and he brought in wissa and captain tony if he wanted to get the highest rank he could he would have just captained son like everyone else against watford because he knew he was going to bang but his only chance of like getting to like a top 100 you know trying to win or anything he had to do something crazy so if like i'm calling in you know at like 300k in game week 34 i gotta make some risky moves from trying to win if it doesn't work out and i fall to like 600 instead of 300k who cares doesn't matter so anyway Moral of the story is I ended up bringing in Mares during 36. Captain him. He played 12 minutes. Uh, so that was, that was great. But got to go for it. Yeah, gotta but we talked it. about Marco's captains, and they weren't, like, the most common. You know, Coutinho and Vardy weren't the most common, and they worked out. So that is yeah, part of the that, game. Yeah, that, yeah, that put him in a position to win. Like, early on, I wouldn't have done those moves. But late in the season, when he's trying to make a ground, you got to play risky. And it's like, if it didn't work out, then... Doesn't matter if it does and gives him so a chance. So you think that's the best strat? Like if you were really trying to win the game, as as Jim does every year, um, <laughs> if you if you were trying to win, is the best strategy to play like very template kind of for like the first half of the year and and position yourself? Like let's just I'm just gonna make a number up. Like let's say you're in the top, try to be in the top hundred k or something, and then start getting really aggressive and kind of out there with moves to try to make big jumps into the top ten k or top thousand. So this is something that's kind of common in financial portfolios is you don't want to be number one ever in a current year because that means you didn't follow the optimal strategy. You took some risks right. and it paid off. You want to be in the top 5% and kind of stick around there. Um, so that's you kind of want to follow the optimal strategy for the first you know couple, like 30 weeks or so. And then depending on where your rank is, then you want to start getting risky. If you're at a lower rank, you got to get risky in like 32 or 33. If you're in like the top 5k you can wait till like 36 37 to start hmm. making those risky moves and captains a uh, message from finance very interesting i'll be sending you some money very soon jim yeah they're right in the yeah, right <laughs> uh nick wait wait but okay so oh, here here's a go. question like if you're in the 300k region you're not going to win you're probably not going to win your mini league did you see the guy who won what did you look at his no ranks? what was his situation so he Got 200 points in 36, and then in 37, he, like, Captain Vardy and went heavy on Leicester. He took a lot of risks with that and ended up getting, like, 110 points. And that, like, catapulted him up from, like, I think, I don't, I don't know where the ranks were, but, it, like, he made some risky moves, and that's the reason he was in a position in game week. Yeah, but was he, like, he in went. the top 10K or in the top 5K, like, in the last four game weeks? Probably. 
I mean, I don't have his team up. Like, but probably, yeah. If someone wants to pull that up. All right, well, you pull it up. Yeah, yeah you pull Nick, it up. What talk, was Nick going to say, though? Yeah, Nick, talk a little bit about your Okay, your so the dude who won his overall at game week 33 was 1,000. <laughs> 34 was 700. Boom. 35 was 390. So, yeah, if you are... Those are big jumps. In, in terms of percentage, though, those are relatively, big jumps. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I'm what I'm saying is I don't think a good strategy at 300K is to get goofy with your picks and take high risk players and captain them i mean it doesn't so it, you're just conceding you're just like all right i'm just delete your team after game like 30 well actually what i did is i played pretty boring at the end of the season and i kind of felt like mad about it but um i ended up crushing it at the end of the season so Okay, so did you win? What did you get for that? I beat Marco, and that's a win in my book. Like, I've Fuck never beat Marco. Yeah. I've never gotten close to beating Marco in my entire life of FPL. I've played FPL since, I don't know, I was looking at the Game Week history from, like, I don't know, 2011 or something like that, and I've never gotten close to the overall that I had, which was 65K at the end of the season. And I played fairly boring. Um, so I guess the highlight of my season was the end of the season, um, because I think through the first half of the games, I was on like 22 points and I was like, uh, I'm not going to make it into the top 100 K. I started the week at like 88. So I knew I had to have at least a decent week to get there. And, uh, I didn't actually get to watch the, the second half of any of the games because I, I had a soccer game myself that day and I looked at the scores and it was like sun banged two goals. Matto banged Sala came on at the end of the game and banged. Um, Gabrielle banged like everyone scored a goal I got a bunch of returns I ended up uh, a game week rank of 140k and beat Marco so I mean my goal at Fuck the you. beginning of the season is never to win the overall game like I just don't put enough time or effort into it but my 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 goal is to try to be competitive especially so last year Marco won the league and sent out an acceptance speech or a victory lap speech or whatever you want to call it in our group text and made fun of me because his wife made a, a team at the beginning of the season, did not make a single transfer throughout the entire season <laughs> and ended up beating me. I think <clears throat> I can't remember what I finished on last year. It was not good. Um, last year, <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not, we're just not going to talk about it, but I lost to a dead team that Marco's wife put together and Marco called me on it and made fun of me and I felt terrible. And so uh, like all summer long, I was like hitting the gym. It was like a Rocky montage, like, and I was like, lifting weights, just like, you gotta, you know, mentally strong, physically strong. They're one and the same, you know, they're not. So that, you know, that inspired me to really try hard the entire season. And I think I started out pretty good. So I, I smashed. I was like in uh, overall had a 40K rank after game week two. And I did not wild card at that point. <laughs> Interesting. And, Interesting. Yeah. So um, I just, you know, the, I think the other highlight was just like feeling like I stuck with it throughout the entire season and didn't throw in the towel and didn't make these crazy moves where I'm captaining players that have a 1% ownership that probably would end up getting me in like a a 300k range or something like that to finish the season yeah. um all right so that that uh, it's good no i mean you know i think we all had um nick i think had a, a really nice season the rest of us kind of had disappointing seasons for the most part and you know what, nick i'm happy to be that motivation for you if you need me to be that yeah i just wish you felt worse about it i think this year you probably don't care as much about fpl and compared to previous years like in the previous years, I think almost every week we would get a text from Marco that would be like, terrible game week, my captain didn't return, and some other player scored more points than me, so I hate FPL. And this year he's just like, eh, I don't care. Yeah. So it's a little less gratifying for me, but uh, it's, it's, it's up there. It got to me because last year, anytime I'd get into it, you guys would be like, get a life. Get a life, you loser. Like, Touch just grass, loser. It. Like, figure it out. Yeah, you're, there's other parts of your life. And I was like, <laughs> all right. And so then I figured it out. And now you're like, why don't you love it more? Why don't you try harder? <laughs> we want try the harder. old Marco Try back. harder. You're not good enough. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. Um, so uh, dive team, the art of the hive. First off, thanks off. Uh, thanks. Thanks to everybody involved with it. Um, there are a lot of people in the discord that contributed. But mainly this year, the team was run by Wilson. Uh, she did an awesome job. It's 
uh, Gaz did it last year and and kind of admitted to me like uh, told me how much work it was. That's why he didn't you know really feel like he had time to do it this year. And and so Wilson stepped up and ran the team, um, and she did an awesome job like posting uh, the different transfer options, um, encouraging conversation and and discourse and um, and looking up articles and sharing them with the group. And it was really awesome and very engaging. And uh, we thank you wholeheartedly for for contributing so much time to that and helping the community have the team and the team did very well again this year um so overall rank of 47k um and you know i think this is what's interesting about this and we didn't talk about this much last year because last year's team did well uh very well too um let me actually look at that i forgot where they finished so last year's team finished uh 100 and yeah 180 oh no that was 21 20 2021 um I don't know. I can't remember where they finished. But anyways, um, I do think there's something to be said for kind of hive mind think like this idea of like groups of people making decisions together rather than an individual, uh, because a lot of times what does happen and we can all probably attest to this with our own teams. Let's say you're trying to make a decision about which player to bring in. A lot of us have these implicit biases, these ideas in our head that we think, oh, yeah, this guy would be good this week. And then we do a lot of confirmation bias stuff, right, where we go on Twitter and we just kind of scroll through and try to find stats that support our decision. Um, whereas if you have this group mind thing where there's a, a number of different people putting forward different ideas, um, you help at least a little bit to weed some of that out. Um, but the team did really, really well. And uh, again, Wilson ran all of it. So so thank thank you for doing that. And thanks for everybody that, that contributed. It is frustrating that the, the Hive team beat all of us. All of us lost to it. It's pretty, pretty rough. Pretty, pretty rough. Did they win? There it is. <laughs> that doesn't matter. How many That's rings? Right. How many rings? <laughs> uh, okay. So the... Um, the next thing is leagues, and so we obviously have some league champions this year. Uh, PSL, Super League, and League Dive. Um, we're going to let Jake, you're going to be reading off League Dive, uh, top 10, and then I'm going to be doing the PSL Super League. So, Jake, what do you think? Can you can you do League Dive first? Sure. All right. Number 10, Timo Warner. Do it with a little gusto, though, because there's a lot... You know, there were a lot of people at the end of the year. Yeah, right? it's like end of the year. A lot of people like kind of get into it. You know, okay, I, I thought I was, but I'll up it well, a little bit it more. Was, all right, <laughs> all right. So top Number ten, 10. For league dive 2021-22 season. Uh, in number 10, just sneaking in there, uh, Timo Werner, Dave Leclerc. He must be Canadian or French. Well done, Dave. Uh, number nine. I can't pronounce your team name because it's got numbers and letters in it. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's Andreas uh, Xenophantos. Um, congrats. Another solid year for you. I don't know how you've done in the past, but good job. Number eight. Uh, unfortunately, this is one of our own in our mini league. One heartbeat. Zach Hershoff. Uh, yeah, I know your one. name. ZH. Um, number seven. Game of Throw-Ins. Anthony uh, Now. Uh, sorry if I butcher your name. Number six, good team on paper. Well, it was uh, James Doyle. Number five, Santiago Munez. i got to figure out what that name's about. Um, Sam, Sam McAfee. Number four, uh, Allison Chains. Clever, clever. Uh, Himmy Hill. Say that five times fast. Uh, number three, here we go. Good. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest of all time, GOAT, Robert Barlow. You're third, so you're not the greatest of all time, but you're close. Uh, number two is what it is. Well done, Steve Jones. And then number one, uh, United of Chorley, our league dive winner, Bogdan Bogdanovich. No, it's actually Bogdan Vasil. Um, let me see what he finished Jake. up overall. Yeah, what did he finish overall? Um, Overall... 149. 149 yeah really good wow. number one in romania that's always cool like number Triple one in your country all right well get done. in uh bogdan you gotta get in touch get in touch yeah we'll, uh we'll, we'll do something for you okay well done <laughs> on that league and about 600 people in that league this year it was it the biggest we've had in that league mm -hmm. that was pretty good um all right psl super league um matthew hall writes in 
As Bobby Love didn't win the PSL, he is just another loser. Yes, no prizes for second place. Might as well have come last. Very gym approach. Very gym approach <laughs> to the game. Bobby Love responded, hope a patient chokes you with your own stethoscope. <laughs> <laughs> what a great response. Uh, and, but we, we don't hope that. But kind of. I mean, it would be fun to get that one um for some that would be like a fun that'd be a sexual thing right jake i was gonna ask do human doctors even use their stethoscopes not sure yeah probably yeah. To check yeah, have you ever been to a doctor <laughs> like yeah they use them i have i feel like they they're like yeah cough <laughs> okay i'm done like really that's yeah. all you're gonna do now that's a different kind of test jake all right uh, all right all right <laughs> um PSL Super League, which is our supporters league, um, top five. Uh, in fifth, Pookie Party 2, Mo Newman. In fourth, Bleak Team on paper, Frank uh, Shearman. Uh, in third, Netflix and Chillwell, Matthew Hall. In, uh, in second, Wet Ass Pookie, Bobby Love. And in first this year with a total score of 2,658, uh, the Teeth of Suarez, Patty Pa. And uh, an overall rank of four thousand, so quite quite a season. So get in touch, um, Patty, and and we'll uh, we'll do something for you. Be fun. Uh, congrats to everybody, and, and thanks to everybody that was part of that this year and and supported the pod in in those ways. Um, we had a lot of really good support online with people sharing our podcast, and um, you know people like um, you know Keith doing write ups about the pod and and recaps and. Um, people retweeting and commenting and sharing it to, to spread the podcast. I did want to give a shout out to all of our Patreons for this year. We had a pretty big group and um, really a lot of them have contributed um, financially, but also in other ways to help keep the podcast going. So um, I'm just going to give some quick, quick shout outs. Uh, uh, Bobby and Marvin, Kenny, Patrick, Meredith, Keith, uh, Matthew, Emma, Pav, uh, uh, Matt, Gaz, Tony, um, Zhujan, uh, Jake, Alex, Rui, Frank, Matt, Gary, uh, Luke, George, and Sir Talp. Um, thanks to everybody that contributed uh, in different ways and, and helped support the podcast. Seriously, it's, it's, um, it, we can't thank you enough. Uh, we make a lot of jokes about the Patreon, but really we, we mean it. it. It helps keep the podcast going and, and, and make sure that we can um, kind of afford to do it every year. So, um, and, and, you know, Matt, I don't want a patient to choke you with your stethoscope um unless you like that in which case then yes i want it to happen I want it. <laughs> now while you're working maybe well, after maybe, hours maybe it's a work thing you know jake confirm or deny yeah confirm all right there it is um all right um so we're just gonna we're gonna power through into the second half of the podcast and i think what i'd like to do with the second half is just talk a little bit about next year again uh, we, we talked a little earlier about some takeaways. Uh, I don't know that I like to spend a ton of time thinking about, you know, what's happening in the next season right away. But I think we can talk about some of those things. So we have a few questions and then just a little bit about team structure and um, and strategy and, and what we're looking forward to. So we're going to start with an easy question for Jim. Um, Wilson writes in, what kind of game watcher on, are you? Do you watch quietly and listen to the commentary or do you shout at the TV and make your own commentary? Oh, yeah, I always work whenever I watch games. I usually have, like, two of my monitors on two different games, and then I do work. So very, very quiet, not heavily invested at all. I don't even have a Premier League team, really. It's more just for fantasy, so I'm not invested at yeah. all. Yeah, I don't Jim, likes, te- Jim likes teams that don't spend money, so Burnley. <clears throat> How'd that work out for teams you? Teams that are smart? Oh, here <laughs> we go. Yeah, I like smart yeah, teams. Yeah, here we go. What defines smart? Sorry, like, does it, the fact that they're going to lose like whatever it is, a hundred million dollars or something this year by going down, is that smart to you? Is that good? Who's all right? First off, you can't just say I like Burnley. Like, <laughs> what is that? I don't like Burnley. What are you talking about? Why did they fire Sean Dyche? That is bullshit. That's a great question. Yeah, I get it. But like Watford was like doing pretty well early on, and they fired their manager and then brought in Hodgson and just like lost every that game. That was funny. Yeah, that was a great. Yeah, that was a great good laugh. Um. All right, Wilson writes, how long into the summer do you start to miss FPL? So what have we had, about a week or so since the season ended? Um, how long does it take before you guys start to feel like, yeah, I'm looking forward to this, or starting to think about the next season? Uh, Mid-July? Yeah, 
Uh, never, never. Jake, you can. I start. don't know. I think mid, like mid July, I would say. So, I don't have any hobbies, so I don't. I don't know what else to do with myself now. Yeah, I yeah. That Jim out. and I were texting each other like. What do we talk about now that FPL is done? Not like we really enjoy the game that much, but it's just like something yeah. we invest a lot of time into. So I'm like, oh, Nick, how how are your kids? I guess how are they doing? Question mark. Stocks? Question? No. I don't know. Well, yeah. it is something. Yeah, you guys are right. Like, I don't necessarily enjoy the game either that much these days. But it <laughs> it is it is something that it does connect your group, right? Like, it connects us. It just gives us a common platform, especially with all of us living across the country. And I mean, you could extend that even into into some of like the people in, in the Discord and on online. You kind of have this extended group of people that you interact with, but. Once the season ends, it's hard to kind of be into it. That's why some people have started playing like Chantman or other forms of fantasy, you know, like the, the, the virtual versions just to keep in touch with people. There's some community there. I don't really miss it. I didn't last year either. I actually almost like I, I made a team two days ahead of time, like didn't really, you know, I just didn't have didn't get into it. But that's just me. Um Wilson also writes, do you think it's going to be even harder now next year with the increasing analytics available and millions more teams being made? Uh, is the top 50K going to be the new top 10K? So that was a big discussion on Twitter as well. This idea in the past that it used to be, oh, you shoot for the top 10K. That's considered a very successful year. And then the next metric was kind of top 100K. That means you you know, you know, you were an engaged manager, but maybe you didn't have such a good year. Do you guys think those are still benchmarks worth talking about, or is that stupid? Because like Jim clearly thinks that's dumb. Because it's like either you win rank or you is lose. irrelevant. Because yeah, 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 it doesn't matter where yeah, you finish. I mean, is like, if you play a game, the purpose is to win a game. It doesn't matter what game it is. You're trying to win. Like I don't. It doesn't matter. You try to win. Go for it. The end. Boom. Jake, what are your targets for next year? Or do you think those are the ones that you're going to use the metrics or what? Um, I mean, I think if you get top hundred k, it's always okay but i really one one year want to get like top 10k uh, but i agree with wilson it's going to be way harder more teams i feel like like we said everybody had higher scores this year and i don't i don't know if that's just because there was more points in the league or but i, I think it's going to get tougher with all the analytics i think little moves and like even things like injuries this year really hurt me like i remember i brought in tierney injured you know, Doherty injured, you know, Maddo yeah, out yeah, for multiple yeah. weeks. Yeah, we get it. You're the only one so. that had any trouble. We get it, Jake. Everybody else this season was <laughs> Yeah, easy. but those little mistakes hurt more when everybody's like, you know, doing really well. Yeah. Nick, any comments on that? No. I don't, so the only thing, I guess I do have a Just comment. Kidding. So the only one. thing is like... <laughs> Um, so it's nice that the the models that are out there that are are widely available are free. Um, obviously, you can pay to use like the massive data model on FPL Review, but they make the model free and available for everyone. If someone comes up with a model and puts it behind a paywall that performs better than FPL Review, then it'll be a little bit interesting in terms of like if there will be a larger gap between those who pay for the tools and those who use the free tools. But um, I I'm kind of the opposite spectrum of gym like there you could set benchmarks for yourself and um you know as more players enter the game it may be more difficult to get into that top 10k but um you know you can try to get into the top 100k or top 50k and that's going to be success for me um depending on how much time and energy you invest in the game um that may or may not be success for you uh, for Jim, it's going to be no success ever because he will never win. So he may as well just not play. But he's got a point. He's, yeah. he's raising his hand here. So he's he's got a rebuttal here. Well, I was just going to say two things. First off, just use a percent. Just say, I want to be top 5% of average of active players. Like, boom, they wouldn't have this. Second, like, what are we, what's, why are we, what's the benchmark? Like, if we're trying to discuss this as like, do you want to be top 10K, top 100K? Like, what is, what is the goal here? Just be like, I'm above average at fpl I'm, I'm elite at fpl what are we shooting for with this well what is top 100k is that about top 10 percent or something like that top one percent uh it's like one i don't know yeah it's like one almost one percent there are nine over nine million players this year right i don't know maybe there's only two million active right? yeah that's the, i guess that's the question like so you can say top five percent was top 100k like it, what does that mean though like why are you 
Like, what is what do you get by getting that? You're just saying I'm good at FPL. Well, yeah, there's like a bell curve, you know, and you're like on the the far right spectrum yeah, of the bell curve, the small side. It's like okay. so, like you're better than average, and you're how much better than average? You know, like it is kind of arbitrary the numbers or the ranking, like 100k versus 102k. What's the difference there? And you're going to feel yeah. good if you get 98, and you're going to feel bad if you get 102. I mean, I'm going to change my Twitter profile to on the far right bell curve of FPL. <laughs> I'm just going to start playing like seven year old kids and like board games and taking first all the time, being like success. Here we go, Jake. Let's just be real. You, you'd still lose to those oh, come kids. On. So there's no uh, chance. You've been trying that. You've been trying your entire life to play against people that are worse than you, and you're just not. You're not good at any of that. <laughs> I mean, that's the funny thing is, is, like most things you don't take first at. It's very rare. And then, like, would you consider like oh, man? Well, just teams in general, right? Like, there's only one winner. And like, what if Liverpool loses to Real Madrid? Was their season terrible? Per, yeah. per Jim's standards, yeah. What you really think so, Nick? Two cups. They got two wins, two cups. Two yeah. So two, two Mickey Mouse so, cups that mean nothing. Yeah. Do we count the it? Mickey Mouse cups? I don't know. Like that's the funny <laughs> thing about soccer is like that's what I kind of like about it is there's different goals you can set, and I don't think you should always say first is you know the main goal. Like that's that's not going to happen very often. So maybe set a more reasonable goal. That's that's kind of like what life is too. Oh. I treat it like a lottery. Like a lottery. Okay. Like I, I expect not to win, but if I do, that's awesome. So I have no expectations. I'm never disappointed. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah, don't, not don't even have low expectations. Just have no expectations. And I <laughs> like think a participation e- medal. Right. That that it extends perfectly to what Jake's just said. Like that's how life is too. And he's a hundred percent right. Just have no expectations <laughs> for anything, and be sad all the time. And then maybe. In Jim's like in Jim's world, if it happens once, then you can be happy for like a moment before it starts again. Well, that's it for life, and you're just done. Like you, you did it, and otherwise you're <laughs> just, just like sad the rest of the time. And then right. just yeah, end just, it. You, you, yeah. just end everything. He's like, it's done now. <laughs> I delete my team after I won. Yeah. All right. Well, this is a good talk. Life sucks. Um, okay. Um, are you guys looking forward to next season? No. Um, I always take a break after that PL season is done. And then I start to get excited around uh, the time when the prices come out for the players and you can like actually build your lineup. I don't know when that is, but um, I'm not going to think about it. I'm curious to see what kind of moves are being made. Like there's some big name players that are on the move from Mm -hmm. other countries that could potentially shake things up. Obviously the Holland thing. But I'm I'm not gonna start thinking about it until probably later in the summer. And what about for next year? I know we're we're not thinking about it, right? But let's just talk briefly about. I guess the only thing you can really think about is like a little bit about general team structure, right? Like what you've kind of learned from the season. So the the kind of like going strategy this year was that you had to have a very deep team uh, because there was so much rotation and actually like. In retrospect, I I have always had the most success in my my years when I've always had throwaway players, like basically a throwaway goalkeeper, a throwaway defender, and sometimes even another throwaway midfielder. And then you maximize the total amount of value within your team. Um, it felt like it was hard to do this year just with the, the total amount of um, the total amount of rotation. But I, I'd be very interested to kind of see like how it would have played out had I just like had less guys playing once in a while, but had more good players playing. Does that kind of make sense? Like, cause what happened was my, my starting 11 from week to week was pretty weak for the most part. Like it was pretty bad because I had distributed so many funds. I almost wonder if I would have just been better off. Like, yeah, all right. Half the game weeks this year, I only played nine or 10 guys, you know, but, but those nine or 10 guys were the best nine or 10 guys that I could possibly get out of my team versus, oh, I had a one or two pointer coming off the bench. Great. You know, like I didn't leave a lot of points on my bench this year, but but that was one thing I was thinking about once the season ended. So do you guys have any thoughts just going into next year? Maybe we'll start with Jim and then maybe Jake, if you have any thoughts um, on kind of like team structure or strategy ideas that you're going to look into. I mean, I'm terrible at the start of season, so I'm just going to copy a fair review for the yeah. first, like, five, ten weeks. I'm not even going to think. I'll probably only watch games. I'll just, I'll write a script that just copies FPL review, and I won't even look at it. 
Uh, oh, I'm gonna write a script. I'm Jim. Like I'm, act- <laughs> I'm actually a computer. <laughs> uh, Jake. Um, I like the start of the season, and I think my strategy will be no matter what, avoid big forwards. So I know Holland's gonna put in thirty next year, and that'll be that'll be it. So yeah, just like cheaper up top, expensive mids. I think it'll be interesting. You know, do you do the throwaway players? I still think there's going to be a lot of rotation, but I think at the beginning of the season, yeah, you need to have a couple throwaway players. I agree. Yeah, and uh, the challenge is going to be so so Holland and then Salah and Sun and uh, TAA and uh, Cancelo and James and right like those are big big money players, all of them, and that. It's crazy, like how many points these players are are putting up now, um, and and how you can take right. You, you can get so many points from like these wing backs, and you get so many points from midfielders that are actually playing us forwards in the in the real life game, and and so I think that's maybe where your idea, Jake, of avoiding those forward players comes because you have to invest that money back into those other guys. So, yeah, I don't know how we're gonna manage that, and and you would think. I think each year that since I've been playing um, pr- pretty seriously over the last five or six years or whatever, um, I think each year official FPL has got has become better and better at pricing players to make it a little bit harder every year uh, to, to be able to fit all those guys in your team. Um, whereas like maybe five years ago, you could get all, most of those guys or all of those guys into your squad. Um, Nick, you're back. What were you doing? There's a there's a fucking bird. It's attacking my window, <laughs> and it's it's ruining the screen. So like I installed brand new windows within six months ago, and this bird is like, I want to live in your house now. Please let me in. <laughs> it it like keeps coming back every five minutes. It attaches itself to the screen, and then it starts pulling the screen apart with its beak. So I keep going to the window and like waving at it, like get out of here. <laughs> It's it's really upsetting me because, uh, anyways, yeah. Sorry. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody have any like final team structure or strategy ideas? Just like big picture ideas going into next year that you wanted to talk about. So a question that I just want to throw out there for everyone is like, do we think that the season will be dominated by these like COVID absences and like cancellations, blank game weeks, and then double game weeks for rescheduled games, or is it just going to be like? Yeah, we did the COVID thing. We're done with that. We're not going to like play around with canceling these games because I think that was a big, big reason that you had to have a deep team this year and players who were going to come off the bench. And Jake is gone. Jake just left the call. Love it. <laughs> All right, I guess the three of us are finishing it up. <laughs> you just fell asleep. I've been up for like, three yeah. days. Bye. Uh, no, I um, it's a great question. I think like the rest of the world, uh, the second answer they're the second scenario that you put forward that like hey we've done the covid thing it's done now or whatever like whether that's what i'm hoping isn't. yeah yeah like i'm kind of like let's be done with that in terms of canceling games but I, I i guess it doesn't like preclude players from missing games if they have covid right so like right any player could contract covid potentially in the future if there's like a new variant circulating or whatever um I guess it, that just is like something to consider. Yeah, but won't Jake the, mentioned the World Cup, but yeah, the World Cup is going to be a big. It's going to be crazy. I don't know how the hell we're going to manage that. We'll we'll tackle that when we get to it. But yeah, I think it depends too. Are they going to continue testing the way they've been testing, where the players are tested before every match or whatever, or daily, or I don't know how often they are in the Premier League now. But um, you know, like here in America with with our soccer, we're we're still testing. Um, once a week for our athletes um, at at the collegiate level, and then um, the day before matches, they also have to be be tested. And if anybody shows up positive, then they're pulled out um, and aren't allowed to compete. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen going forward. Um, uh, all right, so I guess we can probably we have some kind of wrap up the pod questions, some random stuff. So. Uh, first off, thanks to everybody that supported the podcast this year. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at FPL Dive. Uh, you can download our podcast basically anywhere where podcasts are found. And we'd really appreciate it if you take the uh, the off season here to to write us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever SoundCloud um, that helps move the pod and and uh, provide support for the podcast as well. 
Um, we've got a couple of rando questions. So um, FPL Virgin, um, Kendo, and Stoop Tiger all kind of wrote similar questions, basically asking, what are your plans for over the summer to fill the FPL hole, right? So Nick just commented on that earlier that like you and Jim talk a lot about FPL. Now you don't have as much to talk about. So what are you guys planning to do this summer to help kind of fill that time? Any any fun plans, Nick? I think I'm going to take up fishing. Oh. I haven't done fishing for a while. That's a good idea. But um, we we have a little property on a small lake in central Wisconsin that there are fish in the water, and I want to catch those fish. So going to do that, get out on the boat maybe and uh, fish. And um, other than that, I don't know. Fly fishing, spear fishing? No, just like bobber fishing, you know, nothing fancy. Okay. Catching uh, yeah. some bluegills, yeah. throwing them back. I don't know what they call bluegills in England. Call them like pumpkin fish. Yeah, pumpkin munches, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Isn't it bro? Yeah, I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Jim, any plans for you? Uh, I'm going to go up uh, to Wisconsin for a month. Uh, stay with my in-laws. Can't wait. Probably do some fishing with them. Uh, hang out with oh, you guys. Oh, fishing guy now, huh? Because I said fishing. You're a fishing guy, huh? All right. Well, this yeah, summer, actually... uh, I'm planning on just fishing. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do now. Uh, anything yeah. else, Jim, or no? That's about it. Right. Um, Did you guys notice that Jake was back for two seconds and then he yeah. left again? I don't know what he's doing. He doesn't know it. Just a mess. Jake's, just Jake a mess. cannot operate like tech in any way. Like even if someone sent you a link and was just like, click this link. He's like, it's not working. It's not working. And you're like, Nick, J- Jake, you have to touch it to click it. I am touching it. It's not working. It's crazy. Uh, my plans over the summer, I don't have much. Um, I'll try to not work as much. I- I'm going to build a shed. That's going to be my summer project. Uh I think I think I'm gonna build one. I might actually have somebody do some of the work for me because it's. I might do a metal shed. I'm not super. I don't really know how to work with metal like that. So, uh, and I'm gonna take a short trip. We're gonna go to. We're going to Montana. I've never been to Montana outside Glacier National Park. I'm excited. That'll be really fun. Noise. What are you gonna do in Montana besides fishing? <laughs> well, obviously fishing. Let me start with that. Uh, no, uh, Gla- Glacier National Park is there, and so we'll just do like a bunch of uh, hiking hiking in the mountains and stuff, doing some exploring, that kind of stuff. Should be fun. Are you going to bring a gun in case a mountain lion comes uh, and attacks? No, I don't think so. Bring your bear spray, your pepper spray. So. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, all right, last question. Uh, you get to You have to pick one um, to finish out the pod in like typical dive uh, dive fashion. So fight an orangutan uh, with a sword once a year. Okay. So you have to take on an orangutan. Um, although I, I would not condone killing orangutans, um, but but you have to fight one with a sword uh, or fight a chicken every time you get in your car. Wait, who has the sword in the orangutan? <laughs> oh, wait, is it an orangutan with a sword or you get a sword? Yeah, it's it's worded very, very like obscurely like it could be an orangutan with a sword or you get to use the sword in your fight against the orangutan. It's not clear. If the orangutan has the sword, I'm for sure taking chicken. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, but what if you have oh, all right, so if, what if you have the sword to use it as like a weapon? Um I would feel bad fighting an orangutan cuz they're like majestic yeah. creatures of the rainforest. They're yeah. like incredibly like intelligent creatures and I think they're like highly threatened as a species because of deforestation. So on like a a global scale, I would feel bad about that fight. So I, I would not want to fight it. Unless it had also, the sword, and then I would just let it kill me. You let and then I only down, fight like it once. Obi- yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi style, you just turn your lightsaber off and let it strike you down? Yes, exactly. <laughs> only it would be a sword and not a lightsaber. <laughs> it would just You'd be bleeding be, everywhere. Yeah, it'd be very, oh, very painful for not a few minutes. Why yes. kill me? Oh, my God. <laughs> like that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, have you ever had a chicken fight with you? I no, I haven't, and so I was wondering about this. Like, is the chicken in your car? Because right. then it's going to be a much, much more difficult fight for you right. because you're going to be like constrained by the car, right? And it's going to be very like chaotic because the chicken's going to be flying in your face, feathers going everywhere. Right. Is it a male chicken or a female chicken? Because aren't the males they have like spurs or something so they could like cut your face up? Slice, yeah, yeah the, the roosters are really funny. We had we had the, when we had these roosters at our place, uh, they were little bantam roosters, so they were tiny. 
but they would get mad at you uh and so they they run and jump and then like you know use their their like little little feet to like try to scratch you and a few times they did catch me like when i had shorts on it, it hurts it really yeah hurts. i can imagine yeah, yeah. so I, I think but, but, but i think it has to be chicken right i don't know yeah, because they don't mention, like, if you know that every time you get in a car, there's going to be a chicken, like, you can go and prepare it. Right. So, like, I can go well, find the orangutan that killed Nick, trade it a banana to get the sword, and then just, like, take out the chicken that <laughs> right. way. I like the picture of someone having a gun trying to shoot a chicken while it's attacking them in the car. In just the like, car. All right, babe, make sure you take the handgun before you get in the car. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, Jake never made it back on the call, so I, I don't know what to do about that. But we'll just have to say, forget it. It'll be a fun, fun for me to edit, edit that, and make sure it all works for Jake. So, um, all right. So wrapping up the pod for today. Any final, final comments or or questions or suggestions from you guys? Finishing it up. No, I can't wait to do a live episode of the pod in August. Are we going to do that when What's we're that? all back together? J- Jim's in Wisconsin. Jake's yeah. in Wisconsin. Yeah, We'll do a, That'll be like game week three, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll do a live round table where we're all like obliterated. That'll be fun. It'd be great. I can't wait. Good. Good. Um, well, thanks to you guys for getting involved this season. Really uh, helped a lot. Um, Jake and I were kind of up against it. And ne- no, there we go. <laughs> He's next to it. Seems to be, yeah. <laughs> He's yelling at the bird. Uh, Bird's back. So, yeah, so, so Jake and I were super busy. So thanks to you guys for getting involved in, and contributing. We really appreciate it. And, um, and, uh, I'm sure Jake feels the same, right, Jake? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I really, really appreciate your help this year. Okay. <laughs> there yeah. it is. Yeah, all right. Hey, all we're right. the glue that keeps this all together, you know? Jim That's and right. I were just like the glue right. in life. That's right, in life. All right, we're done with this. Uh, all right. <laughs> um, I'm Marco. I'm Nick. And I'm Jim. And remember, you should dive. Okay, bye.